our, our lesson today, I do not mean to be, to use any language that you really don't like, uh, but I know you say it in the, when things get tough on you in your quiet moments. So I entitled the, the, the sermon today, Hell No! Hell no! Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this day and we are thankful for our mothers and we are thankful for your, your description of yourself as the mighty breasted one from which we all can feed and we all can receive nourishment and sustenance. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your leading in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. It's, it's in Exodus. And, and they were all in slavery for the longest while. They, there was no light at the end of the tunnel, it seemed. They were working from can't see in the morning to can't see at night. And, and things were looking black, so to speak. Dismal. No hope, no, no vision on the horizon. Things were looking bad. But they still multiplied. They still, under these dire conditions, they multiplied. They were in the house and in the field. They were building pyramids and they were cooking for the Pharaoh. They were doing everything, everywhere you look, you could find them because they multiplied. The bad thing about the slavery is that they were, they were building another man's kingdom. They were working for the Pharaohs. You know when you work for yourself, you work harder than when you're working for somebody else. You would work 16 hours if you're working for yourself. But you know that you're working for yourself. But it's another thing when you're working for the man and there is no benefit. There is no, there is no satisfaction because you're working for the man. But the more Pharaoh tortured them, the more they multiplied. They became like Jamaicans. You can find them anywhere. All over the place. You'll find at least one of them. They were having babies. You hear me? They were having babies. That's the only way to multiply. They were having babies. No wonder you should not support the homosexual idea. Because you're going to die off. You can't have babies. <laughs> they were having babies. May I remind you that children are a heritage from the Lord. The blessings of the deep that lieth under. He, he, he seems to, the Bible never seems to be concerned with overpopulation. Especially with God's children. The Bible never seems to, to suggest that God will run out of the ability to support the people because there are too many. Especially when it came to his children. The only little restriction that it adds there is that you should have your quiver full. Meaning that you must have a quiver and then fill the quiver. 
So if you can't build a bigger size quiver, you should not have too many that you can't put in your quiver. That's the only little thing that the Bible says there. If you want to study something that is very, very, very intriguing, uh, that is close to being a miracle, you, you, should, you should study how conception and fetal development occurs. It baffles the mind. It, it's, it's a play and counterplay of hormones. The, the, the law, the law that, that keeps us going is, is so intricate. It, it, it is, it is God, God's law and God's hand at work that, that, that brings a baby to term. It, it is nice for, for us to say, yes, we, we, we brought children into the world. But may I remind you that you are used by God to bring children into the world. Because it is God's handiwork. But Devon, when I go to heaven... With my, with my renewed brain that has more power to think. I want to study molecular, microscopic, genetic, chromosomal development. <laughs> I remind you that that is when I have my new brain. Because right now, right now, I cannot, I cannot fathom God's handiwork. All you see is in the darkness of the... Remember, this happens in complete darkness. Yet the child comes out, the splitting image of the mother and the father, or the father. The, the, Lord, the Lord is telling us that, that he, is comp, he, is, he is powerful, he is complex. Any, anything close to this, as I said before, would be equivalent to a Cadillac passing close to a Chevy, and after nine months, there's a Chevy cat in the trunk somewhere. <laughs> it, it, man, man in, in all of his intellectual boasts cannot reproduce in any way in semblance to what God has done. It is complex. They tell me that when an egg is fertilized, it multiplies, and every species has its own number of multiplication that it does. And I think for human, it's 32 times. Then it starts to differentiate into different cells. They tell me that the hand is solid when it just starts out, and then, and then under God's law and direction, the, 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 the solid mass starts to split into fingers that would bend and tendons that would pull it in the darkness of the womb. This, this is God. This is God at his best. And, and along with that, they tell me that there are certain parts in, your, in this cell that is supposed to form the eyes. And it is so specific for the eye that if you take those cells and put it on your back, your eyes will develop in your back. And so would your ears. You would look a sight. But God set it up in his way. It is God at his this is This is biology, organic and inorganic chemistry 
micro and macro physiology all mixed up long before men knew that there was an atom anywhere. This is God at his best. And the Bible just puts it in a nice, simple way. God blessed them and they multiplied. Where did you study the biology from to multiply? Do you have a degree in putting chromosomes together? With your eyes wide open? No, you don't. God just used you. And this is God. This is God at his best. He blessed them and they multiplied. So now we develop a theological problem. If he blesses you and you multiply, if you can't multiply, does that mean that he did not bless you? And to make things worse, the Bible says sometimes that God shut up the womb. I more believe that it's not so much that he shut up the womb, but he refused to, to release the forces that is keeping the womb from not producing. And, and, and I do not mean to be, to be vulgar, but sometimes, sometimes if the womb doesn't produce a child, it starts producing other things. That's him that has an ear to hear. God, 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 God is at work here to be, to in his mercy, he allows us, he allows some people who are not having children to spontaneously abort. Sometimes, mothers, if you're not having children, you, you should say as much praise to him as when you're having multiple ones. Because they have studied that most of those aborted babies, they are not compatible with life. They would look aside. They would drain you of all of your resources. So, so, so you, you should say like Job, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whether I have or I don't have, blessed be the name of the Lord. In this postmodern era of alternative motherhood, What God did not allow, you allow your doctor to manage, manipulate and mandate. In this postmodern era, what God did not allow, you go to your doctor and because you have some funds, you allow your doctor to manipulate and mandate what God did not ordain. Do you know that you can have kids without even seeing the father? Well, a lot of us says, yeah, we have kids that just saw the father one time. <laughs> I'm talking about you can have kids without ever seeing the father. Because some, something is left in a test tube somewhere, and you in your in your maternal glee of just wanting a baby, 
you pick up any kind of thing. Never, never saw him. Do you know that Sister Paula's daughters can stop having children and let the grandmother be the mother? This is the postmodern era. The girls can go to Sister Paula and say, Mom, since you are not working as productively as we are, take nine months off of your schedule and we will pay you $10 an hour to be the mother of your own grandchildren. <laughs> Are you aware that you can have a child whose mother was never born? No wonder Genesis says these people have gone too far and God says let us go down and confuse them. You, you, start, you start tampering with, with life and, and you need to know when to stop. If God, if God did not, if God saw in his wisdom to wipe out the dinosaurs, leave them dead. Why you want to take the genetic material and bring back a dinosaur? Leave them dead. But if you in your pagan, Babylonian, postmodern ideas want to have a child that way, I advise you that you, you do the Gideon fleece test first. And when you pass the Gideon fleece test, then do the Peter's test that says, Lord, if this is your voice that I hear, I bid you come unto me and let me walk on water. And after you walk on water, go and pray sincerely and says, Lord, do you think I should have artificial insemination? Being a mother is one of the greatest things that can happen to you. But if God has shut the door, and block the opportunity, may I suggest that you leave those things alone. And may I suggest also that you look at adoption agencies because there are thousands of Haitian babies. There are thousands of black hen chicken in South Central LA that would profit from your maternal instincts. May I suggest that if you don't want to do any of that, be a part-time mother on Sabbath. Take some of the babies. Wrap them in your bosom and you'll feel the same kind of mothering when they lean up against your breast. And you would have the benefit that you don't have to take care of them all week. You just give them back to their mother. <laughs> the woman of Egypt had no problems in general to multiply. So, 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 Pharaoh did a political survey and, and, and his, his study committee declared that this population boom among the Israelites is going to have serious political implications for the Egyptians. 
So he said, let us go down and deal wisely with them. Let us abort, let us set up some abortion clinics. Let us set up some abortion clinics, Pharaoh said, in South Central LA and East Mexico. And let us set up some fertility clinics in Beverly Hills. that has an ear to hear. Let him hear. There are some places where, where you can have free abortion pills. You can have free birth control pills. They will pay for that, but if you get sick, they wouldn't pay. And there are some people that says, cut out all the medical help that we can give to them, but give them birth control pills. Let us deal wisely with them. Selective gender multiplication. If you have the chance to listen to what's happening in China. China, Pharaoh wanted the boys dead. China is just doing the opposite. They want the girls dead. There was one time when Pharaoh wanted you to have as many kids as you can because they had a plantation service. Now, now they, will, they will do hysterectomy at the least drop of a hat. And if they have an ear to hear, let him hear. Pharaoh said, Pharaoh said, let us do this. Feed the boys to the crocodiles. Flush them down the sink so that they end up in the river. Pharaoh said, let us, let us throw the boys in the river or flush them down the sink. If you ever had an abortion, ask the Lord to forgive you. And in his mercy, he would. He would. But may I say to you that that's not your only option. That's not your only option. The Bible says in Exodus 2, But there went a man of the house of Levi, and he took him a wife, a daughter of Levi, and the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she, when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him for three months. Pharaoh said, flush him down the toilet. She says, hell no. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if it, this was some positive postpartum blues. I believe she coined the phrase. Hell that I went through? No, Pharaoh. <laughs> this, this, this thing for nine months, I've been vomiting three of the nine months. My ankles were swollen for the last three months. For months and months, I couldn't see my toe. My, my, phys my physiology was deformed, and, 
and this has been like six months. I haven't lost the birth weight yet. Pharaoh, hell no. After what I went through to bring that boy here, I thought that this was it. I started having contractions and I ran to the doctor thinking that he's coming now. And he says, no, this is Braxton Hicks. This is just the warning of things about to come. I, 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 I thought that that was all done. And I told my husband, let us do a spinal. And he, with his intellectual ideas, says, that is not the best for you. But when the pain started, he was outside of the room. You know what I went through. Pharaoh, hell no. This is my boy. Not after what I went through to bring him into this world. He was born the wrong time, I understand. This is a time of stress in the national world, or I personally, I'm going through some stress. And really, I didn't plan for this boy to be born at this time. But I'm telling you, after what I went through, this is my boy, and I am not going to get rid of him. We didn't plan to have him because this was premarital, unforbidden, God-denounced sexual activity. And, and I considered having your, having your offer, Pharaoh, to flush him down the river to the crocodile. But I understand that I was not obedient to God, and then it seems as though God has forgotten this generation, and he says, all I'm going to do, since you will listen to me, I'm going to use you to bring another child here, so if perchance you don't listen, this boy would listen. Because you're going to tell him the difficulty you had, because, because I told you not to do certain things. And he has long forgiven you, but you start feeling the stress and the pain of doing what he told you not to do. And he wants you to bring up this boy or this girl so that they would do what you did not do. Tell Pharaoh, no. Tell, tell the system, no. I would not give up my boy to the jails that they're planning for him. I would not give up my daughter for the, for the system, that they, the, the way that they're planning to raise them. I would not give them up to the drug lords. I saw this lady in South Central LA that warmed my heart. She took a stick. And the guys, the drug guys, had guns. But she's going after them with her stick, with the odds against.
answer because as far as she is concerned, she is not giving up her children nor her grandchildren to the drug lords in the street. And just like she told Pharaoh, hell no, I'm not going to do it. I am going to fight for them. This is my child. And she said, he's cute. <laughs> Look at it. She says, she says, and when she saw him, that he was a cute child, a goodly child. Sometimes I don't see what the mother see. <laughs> You know sometimes you have a child that only your mother can love. <laughs> and thank God, and thank God for mothers that they see what nobody else can see. Lots of times when we look at you, I'm like, you can't make it. She, she, she can't make it. And when you hear the mother talk to them, they sound like they're going to become the president of the United States. This, this boy has hope. This, this girl can make it. She failed algebra four times. She can make it. Huh? She's born with a little, a little retardation. She can make it. And there's a woman that has a PhD in psychology. And she was born with a certain amount of retardation. But all she heard in her head, her mother saying, she can make it. She can make it. This is my child, and she is cute. There's a thing that happens in animals that they call imprinting. Like when they're born, the first object that they see, they associate with their mother. So when the ducks, the ducklings are born, if they see you, if they see you or they hear your voice, the first thing, they follow you because of your voice because it has been imprinted in their heads that this is mom. Be careful with your, with your words as mothers. They did a study in France where they found that if you are in a deep coma, and we can play your mother's voice back to you. Your chances, if you ever had a chance of coming out of the coma, you will. Because that's the voice you are hearing long before you even saw the sun. You are hearing her with the cries and the moans and all the, the difficulties, the laughter and the happiness. You heard it in there. So when you came out, there's a certain amount of imprinting in your head. Be careful what you say. The imprinting is for good or for evil. Be careful what you tell him when he's, when he's young. If you don't want him to curse, don't curse in front of him. If you don't, if you don't want him to praise the Lord, you better praise the Lord in front of him. And they have this way where they're looking, they're looking east and they're listening west. And you think that they're not they're not listening, only to find out when they're grown. They say, mom, 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 
I, I know something. They knew that you were gossiping long time before. And now they start this gossiping and you hear them tell you it came from you. Everyone else is giving up on him. But not mom. He's cute. You know, mother, mothering is not easy. And I would counsel anybody that it needs support. It needs support. If, if, if you're going to decide that this Negro is going to be the, the father of, he's going to add the Y chromosome. It might as well you go to those places where they give it to you. Because if he's not going to be there, if he's not going to be there to help you, it takes more than one person to raise a child. And you know what I found out? You can put all the fatherly input that you want. You better have the motherly input. And you can be as strong a woman as you want. You better have the fatherly input because the child is going to grow up twisted one way. His body mightn't be twisted, but his mind is. And your grandson will be just as twisted because that's the way you raise her. And those are the bad habits that she picked up from you. So, so your son-in-law is going to be twisted. You see, if you think fathering is hard, try mothering. If you think giving birth is difficult, try raising a child. You see, anybody, anybody really can give birth, relatively speaking. They told me that if they give me enough female hormones, they can find somewhere in my abdomen the whole idea that something is growing inside of me give me a kind of cancerous feeling that I want to die just with the idea. And then they're going to tell me that it is possible. It is possible. I bet you there will only be one man and he's from West Hollywood. And it's only going to be one time when I put it on Facebook. The problem. There'll be no more babies born by men. Can't take the pain. Father died in child's birth after first contraction. <laughs> Told you that women are stronger than men. <laughs> mom, mom, what are you going to do? Because, because here, the child is here, and Pharaoh says, throw them in the river. There is no support system government-wise. Mom, what are you going to do? Well, first of all, I am not going to throw him in the river. That's the first thing. So let's start reasoning from there. 
happen after. This boy is not going to die by my hands. And to make matters worse, I am a daughter of Levi. Hear me, church. I am a daughter of Levi. I am not. I am not a pagan. I do not offer my children up for sacrifice. I am not a pagan. I am a daughter of Levi. Therefore, I would have to start thinking differently. This is not crocodile meat that I produced. And because I'm a daughter of Levi, I will do the first thing that the Levites do. I will start to pray. Because we, we, are, temp we are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. And we live among the Gentiles, but we can't do what the Gentiles do. My mother had eight children. And if we are going to eat next week, we have to sell ice cream this week. And it was not no electrical ice cream can. It's those things that you turn with your hand. And you, and I, well, I'm getting old now. I can't remember how many turns. It took to bring the ice cream to, a, to like a little firm stuff. But the ice cream was going to provide money for me to go to school and for us to eat for the next week. And it was Saturday then. And the sun had disappeared behind the dark clouds. But we had to eat next week. I said, Mom, do we go and buy the ice this week? She looked up at the sun or the absence of the sun. And she said, I'll talk with you in a minute. And I heard her in the back. Father, you promised to be a father to the fatherless and a husband to the widow. came back out and said, go buy the ice. <laughs> Clouds are dark. The guy sold me the ice at half price because he nobody else coming to buy ice. <laughs> but this crazy woman and a child. <laughs> by four o'clock in the afternoon, the sun came out in all of its glory. We sold more ice cream that week than we ever did. <laughs> Everybody was fed. What are you going to do, Mom? I don't know. But I'm a Levite. So I am going to pray. That's the first thing. It's the last thing. It's the only thing. It's the best option that you have. Because I'm raising children. I have this cousin that he was trying to escape from my country. And every time he got on the ship, he was trying to stow away. And every time he got on the ship, they would change this, this sail date. And
and he would get caught. So he went back to my aunt, who's his mom. He says, Tita, you're doing something and I want you to stop it. She said, what am I doing? He said, every time I try to stow away, I'm getting caught. And you are praying for me and I tell you to stop it. There is power in a mother's prayer. When, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you run out of money, when you run out of money, you should pray. But let me tell you long before that, when you have money, you should learn to pray. You, 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 you got to know, you got to learn how to balance the little bit that you have. You, you got to learn to know how to stretch a dollar so you can see through it. You, you, you do not have the option, being a daughter of Levi, to abandon your mission or to abort your mission as motherhood. You, you, you don't have that option. The option that you have is to pray. I, I, know, I know you want them to go to church school, and sometimes, sometimes you can't afford even church school with the subsidy. I know you can't afford it. But, but sometimes, if you got to take them to the public school, when you drop them off, you got to say, Father, you promised. Father, you promised that you're going to contend with those that contend with my children. And I'm asking you to keep your promise. Because you know, I am not just an incubator. I am not just an incubator. I am a mother, and I'm facing difficulties, Father. So I ask you to come down and show me which way I should go. You know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes as mothers, and sometimes as mothers, you don't know what's going wrong. Or all you feel is that like some umbilical cord is still attached to you and this boy that is 34 years old. And a lot of times, if you're not careful, you start telling a 35-year-old who to get married to. And your job is long done. But it's this umbilical cord that still remains invisibly connected to you and the child. And sometimes you're at home, you say, my bowels, my bowels, my bowels. Something is wrong with John. Something is wrong with Jane. I told you about this lady who, who woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and she said the Lord told her to get up. And, and, and she heard the siren outside and she went and she said, which hospital they took her to? Said they took her to Martin Luther King. I said, how did you know? She said, my bowels, my bowels. There seemed to be some invisible connection between the mother and her child when the relationship is healthy. This, 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 is, not, this, is, not, this is not just giving birth. This is motherhood. There's a tenderness. There's a nurture, nurturing. There's a comfort, a connection that comes with it. It lasts with even birth.
boys and girls is there. That's what it means to be a mother. Napoleon says, let France have good mothers and she shall have great sons. Mother means the origin, the, the, the source, the, the protector. She is somebody that you can count on. Youth, youth fades and, and love droops, but, but motherhood still, still, still hangs on. Sometimes she is the only one that you can count on when you're incarcerated. When the drug counselor says, look, you've been here six times. There's nothing more that we can do for you. You're hopeless. And mom says, still says, he's cute, though. If he can change, he's cute. So, so, so she's going to try. She's going to try her best. She'll even give you money when, the, when she doesn't have any more. No wonder Jesus, when he was dying on the cross, he stopped and he told the disciples, behold your mother. There's one thing you have to know as a mother, the hands that rocks the cradle rules the world. You don't necessarily have to rule the world. You just have to rock the cradle. And you just have to rock it with a certain tenderness. Barack's mother said that when she was in Indonesia, the children used to laugh at her son, that he's dark. And, and one of her friends said to her, why are you allowing them to mock at him like this? And are you not saying anything? She says, she says he can take it. He can take it. You want to know what rocks the world? So when they put, when they put the, the, the chimpanzee's body on Barak's head, he just looked the other way because his mom told him a long time ago. It was his mother's voice that was coming back a long time ago. Ignore them, son. You're more than that. And he stands with dignity. And you want to know, he doesn't hear them. He doesn't react to them. No, because his mother. No wonder when Pharaoh came to Moses and he says, Moses, I got a proposition for you. Let the men go and worship me in the desert. And let the woman stay behind. And Moses says, hell no. We're going to leave with all the not one hoof would be left in Egypt. It's the same attitude that the mother had. Now the boy is exhibiting. Because of the way the mother lived in front of the boy. I tell you, I tell you, mothering has its reward. President Barack Obama's grandmother, who raised his mother, who lives in Kenya, now has security guards 24 hours a day when the woman could not even afford proper money to go to the city. Because she raised the dad right. She raised the mother right, and the mother raised the dad with a certain dignity, the father with a certain dignity. Mothering has its reward. 
My sister told me she's going to buy a dress for my mom. Now remember, we were so poor that I knew that mom was wearing that one dress for a good two years. So now she came to America and my sister said she's gonna, she saw a nice dress for mom. I said, how much? She said, it's on markdown and it's $90. I said, no! Mom ain't wearing no dress under $100. She said, she said, um, uh, how much you want to spend? I said, that's your deposit. Because she's got eight sons that she raised under difficult circumstances. And all of them can afford to give her $100. Buy the cutest dress. You should see mom with a little stroke and this fancy dress coming.